Iowa everywhere. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey! Named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Hello, welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. It is Thursday, the 1st of February. It's February. You guys made it out of January. Yeah, it's like. It was like 53 degrees here yesterday. Really? It was hot. Yeah, I had I went to this event for our friends at Terraplex Ag, and it was at Wells Fargo Arena. And you know how that big parking lot across from Wells Fargo, you've, you've done that before. Yep. And I walked from there. I was like sweating. It felt like it was 90 compared <laughs> to what we've had this month. Like, it, it was amazing. It was amazing. I am not looking forward to the weather in vegas for the super bowl i leave on sunday what is there the weather all in week vegas? the high every day is like low 50s and our set is outside you poor bastard Just we're gonna be go outside and... the whole time oh on a God, set you gotta freeze go and sit at the super bowl with all of your pinky in the air friends <laughs> what are you drinking your um Cognac. What do you guys? I'm also. Drink? What do you? What do you national guys drink? Like when me and Randy Peterson are out covering the NCAA tournament, we're just drinking a Bush Light. You know, like we're just we're just chilling. What do you and your, you know, people who wear suits to work? What do you guys sit around and drink? You got your pinkies in the air, the little wine. You know, I'm. T- everybody's a little bit different. I mean, there there's people like Pete Prisco. All he wants is a Miller Light. You know, and I, by the way, have you heard of Schmegma? You know what the Schmegma what? is. A what? Schmegma. Uh, I don't. I don't recall. No. I learned about schmegma from Pete Prisco uh, as he was drinking a Bush Light or a Miller Light at the Super Bowl. It sounds like Matt knows what uh, oh. schmegma is because he's laughing. He's smiling. No, I was gonna say it sounds like some sort of illness Williams would get. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think it's worse than an illness. Why don't you go ahead and look that up, Van Wink? Uh, what schmegma is and. Uh, well, there's some people in our comments who know what you're talking about. Yeah. I had never saying, heard oh of it God, until old Petey Pie. Uh, but, you know, you got Pete who's drinking Miller Lights. You got Brady Quinn who's sipping on scotch. You got people drinking tequila. I I mean, I, I'm just the same all the time. I just, I love whiskey cocktails. You know me. And, and me... I really just like the whiskey, like too much. Co- I don't need the extra too much. Stuff. What too much? Co- 
Too much cocktail. Oh, cocktail. Uh, too much cocktail. I'll do one cocktail, and then I just want the, I just want the whiskey on the rocks. I I love to start with a couple cocktails, whether it's you know whiskey cocktails or dirty martini. No, nah, slightly like dirty you, martini. It doesn't matter where we are. Yeah, we could be in the shittiest hole in the wall, and you'll be like, "What's your uh, fine no. bourbon for?" An old fashioned. And no, like, I don't. Uh, all, all, all I uh, want. Jack Daniels. No, see, Jack Daniels sucks. Jim Beam sucks. All I want is like bullet rye. If you give me bullet rye, I'm happy. That's not like a super high scale whiskey. Uh oh. Oh, I thought. Wait. Schmegma Delight is a cocktail? Oh, God. It's, <laughs> it's a half ounce of vodka, a half ounce of bourbon, and two dashes of Parmesan cheese. <laughs> So do we know what a, what Schmegma is yet? I have no idea. Okay. Was well, this like a joke that's going over my head? Uh, I mean, it's just... So Schmegma is... You know, Pete says it's like the, the stuff that's at the bottom. He never finishes off his drink. Like he leaves a little bit at the bottom. You know, some people call it backwash. He calls it Schmegma. Schmegma is a disgusting blend of. Oh, I think I smell what you're cooking. Yeah, it's it's, it's like American Pie. Van Wink, will you just look it up and? No, don't look it up. This is a family <sighs> show. It's not a family show. Okay. We are presented by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. We are in the Channel Seed Studios. Um, we we. I spent all day yesterday with our friends from Terraplex Ag, which was kind of fun. Yeah, you were up oh, all night. I was. I had, a, I had a long night last night. It was fun. Um, I wasn't up all night. I actually went to bed way earlier than normal because I fell asleep in my daughter's bed, putting her to bed. I didn't even have time to work on our show like I normally do, but that was cool. And then I also spent time in, in Wells Fargo Arena, who's a great partner of ours. And Maddie Van Winks, real quick, we're going to give away some more tickets today. We'll we'll do that later in the show. What are we giving away today? More Zach Bryan tickets and Kane yeah. Brown, is that it? Yeah, we got our Zach, our second Zach Bryan winner. And uh, all of our shows on the Iowa Everywhere Podcast Network, we're giving away uh, pairs of tickets to the to the Kane Brown show. Oh, I love stuff. Kane Brown. We'll do that a little Did later. Did you see uh, Wheezy's coming? Weezer? Wheezy. Who's Wheezy? Young Money. Lil Wayne. Who? Oh. Young. Young. I've heard, I've heard of Lil Wayne, yes. Young Money. I didn't know he was called Lil Wheezy. Lil Wheezy, baby. Little Wheezy. He's so I looked tell. it up. It's, um, it's, it's, Schmegma is a thick white cheesy substance, and I'll, I'll stop there. Sorry to ruin your little Lil Wayne concert talk. Uh-oh. <laughs> Jesus. Let's talk some Big Ten and Big 12 Jeez, basketball. you didn't even say bless you. Eh, that was a dramatic sneeze. You were you were fishing for the... It was still a sneeze. You were fishing for... Bless you, You Hassel. are so good looking. Bless you. <laughs> That's a good Seinfeld reference right there. The uh, Iowa basketball team loses a re- really nice comeback the other night. I... I thought that they were going to pull that one out at Indiana. I did too. I I thought that game was won when Sanford hit the shot uh, in the corner. That was so good. Called it two. 
Sanford's trying to do so much out there for that team, and Perkins is playing pretty well too. It's just, I you know, they're just not. They're just. They not got no help from anybody else yeah, in like that game. It, it's really tough to watch because that's the Perkins they they need. Yes, right? like that's that's. And the he's guy. been doing that all month. Yeah, he's if you look at he's like what is he top five, top six in scoring in the Big Ten? Like he's playing really. He's really top well. ten in pretty much every category in the Big Ten. He's playing awesome, but they just he they're is. not getting any help besides those two guys. And Sanford looks to me like a guy where it's like uh, it, if he had help around him, like the the level that he's playing at right now, he could mm-hmm. be playing really, really good if he was on one of the teams from the last two years, right? Think of the think of the efficiency yeah. that that guy would be able to put forward with those players around him. I, I feel kind of bad for him because I've seen now Peyton's game go from here to here, and they're just not getting the payoffs as far as wins and losses. And it was, you know, Owen Freeman's been so good, and he just didn't, he wasn't able to do anything. I mean, when you run into a team that has inside presence like Indiana did and just a total shot-blocking king in the middle, Iowa's going to have a tough time on the interior on both sides. I mean, they they were getting so many shots blocked at the rim. They were getting pounded underneath. You get something from somebody like Patrick McCaffrey. I mean, I know fans have been going after him because he just – he isn't producing in the time on the floor. And uh, he did make a great pass to Sanford on the inbounds, but uh, he didn't score in 21 minutes, over three from the floor. Um, I, the Big Ten is so bad that Iowa, I do believe, could be a top five team in the Big Ten. I, do, I, I believe that. I, I think Iowa is... Anywhere from the fifth best team to the eighth best team in the Big Which Ten. Which is wild considering they've lost like three of four and it's not like Iowa's setting the world on fire, but I don't necessarily disagree with you. No, but I mean, I think that that game's in Iowa City and Iowa wins it. I think I think they're yeah. better than Indiana. I think they're, I mean, I, they've lost the game, but I think they're better than Maryland. Uh, you, you have these, you have this great team at the top in Purdue and... I don't know if I buy into to Illinois at Wisconsin's this point. Wisconsin's pretty good. Wisconsin has really outperformed expectations. I, I don't know They're what to make good. of them. They're up to like I number thought, six in the country. I thought in the watching them in the non-conference, I was thinking guard might get fired, and they've completely turned it around. Yeah. Yeah, they. I, I I don't see them at the level of a Purdue. I know their their no. record is is up there and their ranking is up there, but I think Purdue is that next level. And then Illinois, I just I can never really buy into Illinois uh, come tournament time. And then I think it is Northwestern. We saw it again last night. They took Purdue to overtime at Mackey. But then after that, like, who's the fifth best team? Is it Nebraska? Is it? I mean, Nebraska got blown out by Iowa. Is it Indiana, Maryland? Maybe it's Michigan State. I mean, Michigan State should be. But that's the problem with the Big Ten this year. It's like you, they're. You're not used to them being down, right? I, I've Ohio State's way. I worse could than be. This could be recency bias. I could be forgetting a year or a spell, but I just I don't ever remember the Big Ten being this down. They've got Purdue at the is. top. They've they've got Wisconsin number six in the country. Illinois has been in and out of the top ten. I, 
Northwestern's good, but like who's next? There's, I mean, usually if you're in the top half of the Big Ten, you've got a good chance of going to the tournament. Now you might be the fifth best team in the Big Ten and you might not go to the tournament. It's just a bunch of middling teams once you get past that top three or four. You truly only have three teams that are elite at anything as far as the numbers go. You've got Wisconsin, Purdue, and Illinois are all top seven in offense. But as far as like defense goes, Maryland is six, but they're 159 in offense. Uh, Rutgers is seven in defense, but they're 300 in offense. Iowa's 18 in offense, but they're in the mid-100s as far as defense goes. So, yeah, it's just a bunch of good teams. I still like with, – with even with Purdue, like if we had to fill out brackets right now. Oh, yeah. I, we're not, Sweet we're 16 is as far as this, I'm going. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird – And the same with Illinois. Like I, Illinois, and Wisconsin. Just the way Wisconsin that used to be the team – Wisconsin and Michigan State. I would always pencil those teams into at least the Sweet 16 because – they always seem to be really good in March. That hasn't been the case the last several years. But I just, I can never buy into Purdue and Illinois come tournament time. And I just, when you look at Indiana being what they are, Ohio State is terrible. Like Ohio State's coming to Iowa City on Friday night. How big of a favorite is Iowa going to be in that game? Seven? Uh, I, I can tell you. I mean, Ohio point. State is horrible. Iowa, Michigan is horrible. A five or a six point favorite. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're close. I I just I don't Iowa understand. Will be favored in its next three games for what it's worth. They've got Ohio State at home. They will be a favorite at Penn State on Thursday, and then they get Minnesota at home, where they'll be a considerable favorite. Mm-hmm. So this is already a key beat them on the road. Iowa. This is a key stretch. Well, it's for a key Iowa. stretch to. Try to keep your head at water level and give yourself a chance come this last stretch of the season yes. when you finally get some quad one opportunities. They still don't have a quad one win unless the numbers have changed in the last week and somebody's moved up. But as of a few days ago, they didn't have any quad one wins. So and there's just not that many opportunities. opportunities. They're going to get between February 14th and February 24th Four opportunities. There you go. go. But it's at, they're all like right in a row toward the Maryland, end of the schedule. Yeah, Wisconsin at home, at Michigan State, and at Illinois. And then you also will get Illinois and Northwestern to end your season. So they're going to have opportunities. But, yeah, they, they really can't – if you're talking tournament with Iowa, they can't afford to lose any of the next three. No. They've got to win those three. I, well, they probably couldn't afford to lose – at home to Maryland or on the road to Indiana either. But we're, we're talking like last straw here. Uh, yes. If you're going to sneak into something. Do we care about the this. NIT? I, I've seen a lot of NIT I talk. I, I don't either. 15 with Fran. Like to I, me, that's I don't that's either. non-story. Um, I mean, the argument can be made. You know, you got a lot of young players on this team. You've got the Freemans and the Hardings that are true freshmen. NIT would help. And you know what? Probably would. I just don't really care about it. Like I, I cared... Think- what year was that? 2014? Iowa went to the NIT championship game. Like, I was all in on that. But that was early in the Fran era. That was uh, a program that was rising out of the ashes of the Todd Licklider era. I, NIT does, does nothing for me. Maybe it does the team, but nothing for me this season. I think the NIT is kind of 
it's a little bit like bowl games now to me where not that players are sitting out, but these these rosters in college basketball turn over so much now. It used to be the NIT. It's like, oh, we're getting a lot of extra experience playing together. Well, yeah. half these guys are going to transfer. But uh, on the other side of that argument, the Iowa roster doesn't change that much. Like these these you expect these Iowa guys to to still be there. We'll don't see. You? I mean, yeah, it has in the past, but weird weird times. I had a great this this kid Jack. He's the son of one of the Terraplex guys. Yeah. And he's, I don't know, I think he's like 12, hanging out, having a beer with me and Bloom last night. What? He wasn't having a beer. Oh. <laughs> what? Are you sure? Positive. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you were paying attention. Of course um, I'm paying attention. He had you a let great things idea. like that slide, I don't. He had a great idea. Yeah? With these bowl games, he thinks that there should be a pot at the end of the if we're not going to pay the players which we all think that the players should get some of it to play that instead of like these bull payouts going to the the band travel or whatever mm-hmm. there needs to be like $500,000 or a million dollars payout to the winning team of the bull game to use for NIL player salaries for the players that played in the game no, for like the future. For the future, but what's the incentive for the players? Well, to we'll play figure that out. But I thought it was a good Wouldn't idea. Wouldn't it be? It's going to make these programs care about these bowl games. Well, we got to figure something out. I mean, you got this ridiculous thing going on in Tennessee right now, where they're trying to uh, the NCAA is trying to come down hard on them for paying that five star freshman that smoked Iowa in the bowl game eight million dollars. Like, come on, what what are we doing here? This is only going to force these programs completely out of the NCAA for football. So then we have this analyst, Terrence Oglesby. I've never met. I never met Terrence. He's from the field of '68, and he's just been getting hammered on social media because he believes that the Big Twelve might be an overrated conference. First person I've heard say that this season. It's a hot yeah. take, but. He actually makes a good point, and the, I don't. You you, I don't have, you have to go beyond him saying the Big Twelve might be overrated, and Correct. look at what he's actually saying here. Which there is some truth to this, and we've talked about it on this very program. Yeah, we talked about this early in the non-conference, mm-hmm. and we're pointing this out. And we I explained was, why Iowa State and others are doing this, which is it, kind of gaming the metrics system. Iowa State and BYU. Non-conference. Iowa State and BYU are the poster boys for this. Like people would look at the net rankings in early December and be like, "Well, how are they there? They haven't beaten anybody." Well, it's because they're beating everybody by fifty. And you, you, you walk me through this, Terrence Oglesby, and let's break it down. Well, he says that the the, re- the reason he doesn't believe the Big 12 is as good as some think is because they didn't really do much in the non-conference. They didn't challenge themselves. Outside of the Kansases of the world, uh, most of the teams are in the... What was that other tweet there, Van Wink? Put the other one up. Yeah, the, most of the teams are in you know, the, the upper 200s or even 300s in strength of schedule in the non-conference. And Iowa State is... According to him, the poster child for this, 342nd strength of schedule. That's out of what? 360 teams? 
I mean, that's bottom 20 strength of schedule in the country for the non-con. That is by design. We spoke with TJ Altsberger about this. I was giving him shit about it in his office. What Mm -hmm. the hell are you doing? What are you playing these cupcakes That's exactly how you said it to him, too. I witnessed it. I did. This is I was like this is bullshit. What what is he? He's like, look, we don't want to watch this. This is this is what they have driven us to. When you're when you are going to value the net and Ken Palm, and that's going to be uh, a, a factor on where and where you get seated at the end of the season, or if you make the tournament, then you need to think about how to get a better net. Get a better Ken Palm ranking. How do you do that? Well, for whatever reason, in these metrics, they make it so it's more valuable to beat a horrible team by 45 than it is to beat, a, say, a Northern Iowa by 10. Mm-hmm. So, And if you're favored to beat Northern Iowa by 10 and you only beat them by 7, you get penalized for it. Yes. Which is so, hard to beat Northern Iowa by 10. Now, you can argue, okay, is this in the spirit of the game? No. But what's the goal for every head coach? Get to the tournament. Get to the tournament. Get the best seed possible. Put your program in in the best place as possible and the highest ranking that we that we value. Like, if nobody valued these rankings, if they the committee wasn't looking at these, they wouldn't be doing it. If these rankings didn't give extra points for beating a team by 38 instead of 34 he wouldn't be doing it he's doing the smart thing it's not good for college basketball it's not no this is a college basketball program there's a reason why chris 20 years ago iowa and iowa state played drake in northern iowa the way that they did because the net and ken palm and all this stuff didn't exist yep didn't matter so and now it does, and this is the way it's set up, and they are going to keep doing it, and, and then it's going to change. And, and I hope it does change. change. I, I really do. I hope. I hope that the either the metrics change, you know, either the net changes how they value wins, or we change the way you know the committee changes the way they evaluate teams. Once they do that, I think we will get better matchups in the non-con. But right now, the Big Twelve. They, for the most part, outside of Kansas, they did what was best for them and for their ranking. So let's get to the actual argument here. Is the Big 12 overrated? I don't think so. And I, I, I'll put it this way. I do think just my eye test, I think the Big 12 has a companion with the Big East. I think the Big you think East, the Big East is the second best conference? I do. Just watching the games. Do you disagree? I was I was thinking that the other day, actually, because I was doing a segment where we were talking about Big East basketball with some of our analysts. I think it's really, really good. I watch a I lot don't of Creighton. Know that, I, I, I was looking up the rankings. I mean, when you look at the rankings, I think the Big East is fourth. Yeah, I don't know about that. What, but I mean, the yes, SEC I is, test. Don't you, you think, like, when you watch the games? Yes. They, and the reason I say that, these conferences are so old. When you watch these Big 12 games, most of these schools now, these guys are like 23, 24 years old out there. That freaking yeah. Matt, well, how does Omaha Blue not even see the floor? Because he's 18 trying to play against 23-year-olds. It's really hard in the post, right? 
Mm-hmm. And that's across the board in the Big 12. Hunter Dickinson, all three of Iowa State's guys are 24. Like, it, they're so freaking old. And that's why I, I just, up and down at this league, you look at the best teams going on the road to the worst teams, and they're constantly losing. That tells me that they're – I'm watching the games. Like, they're so highly physical. It it really is like the Big Ten back when there were 10, 11 yeah. teams in it. That's what it reminds me of. When all – it was just a meat grinder, and it was so physical. You can't be 18 playing in the post in the Big 12 for four straight months right now. It's just not – you won't hold up. Matt, can you pull up the Big 12 standings? Uh, let's Let's – dissect this a little more because i i don't i don't think the big 12 is is overrated um maybe some of the hyperbole maybe some of the stuff that um we put out a few weeks ago we've talked about it on cbs sports hq can the big 12 tie or set the record for the most tournament bids the record is 11 big east did it like 15 years ago back when Mm -hmm. the big east was you know, much different. It was, you know, when, when Louisville was there and Pittsburgh and they were really good. But you, you look at this conference, though, Houston, I mean, these, these are proven programs. I mean, just, just look at the top here. With Houston has been, how many times has Houston, I mean, Houston's been to the Final Four recently. Uh, I think they're the best team in the country for what them they might UConn. be. I mean, they, they are. are we, we talked to Jerry Palm a couple of days ago and he thinks that they're very much uh, in good position for the number one overall seed. So they they lead the conference by a half game over Iowa State. Texas Tech, maybe you're thinking, well, Texas Tech was in first place by themselves for a little bit. How could Texas, you know, the first-year head coach. Texas Tech was in the Final Four, what, four, three, four years ago? And McCaslin's too, is one of those guys. Grant McCaslin is one of the best coaches in the country. I've I've done 20 of his games when he was at North Texas. They were elite. And he could have had Power 5 jobs before this. Yes. And he kind of just waited around. This was a good move for him to go to a place where he knew he could win. So I, And again, Chris, it's like, do you really need to – does the term rebuilding year matter in college basketball in 2024? You're not going to be up all the time unless yeah. you're one of those. But, like, McCaslin yeah, look what Otzelberger did. Yeah, well, and McCaslin, too, it's like you get – three transfers who are difference makers mm-hmm. and then you keep a couple of your guys and boom you can make the tournament it's not it's not like it used to be so so texas tech is there then it's kansas who's kansas just won a national title a few years ago yeah, tcu coached by jamie dixon who's just an, an incredible coach they haven't had like a deep tournament run but that's a really good program and they're really baylor just too. won the national championship a few years ago I mean, That's so, where so, I kind of like with this Big 12 thing. They've won three of the last four titles. Yeah. It's not, so this is this is not uh, an overrated conference, I don't think. I, I really don't think. I, th- I think this conference has proven in years def- past and already this season that this is the best conference in the country, and I don't think it's that close. And if you go top to bottom, there's no league with better coaches, right? Like just top to bottom, mm-hmm. this league has the best coaches. And that's really what matters in college basketball right now because, again, the rosters just turn over so quickly. You go up and down of those Big 12 coaches right there, the top 10 programs, they're going to be good every year. It really doesn't even matter. Like Clearly, players matter. Don't take me out of context. But they're going to get players is is the whole point in that. And I would argue, too, I mean, I, the Big 12 has been 
better before with like really really good teams I think but has it like adding, you think the Big 12 has been better in other years probably with like high-end talent but I'm just saying like this this year's league like you add Houston to it like there's so with, much okay I, I can see that argument with high-end talent yeah um, because I mean, Kansas about, is Kansas really a top four team probably not right now uh but, but like it's the the league is less lottery picks and it's more older really good college basketball yeah. players is the point I'm making like I remember covering the big 12 and Blake Griffin and you know yeah Kevin Durant and like it, you know you've had those guys and you Beasley. don't have a yeah you don't have a ton of them this year but these teams like watch Houston there's not a lottery pick on Houston they are all these 22 year olds who play so fucking hard Right. And, and mm-hmm. like, that's the difference between a 22 year old and an 18 year old is one, they know how to play hard every play. And two, you, you just don't when you're 18. It takes a while. There's, it's very rare, I would say. Mm-hmm. But two, it's like these guys aren't playing a lot of these guys at North Carolina who are old and Hunter Dickinson, right? Like, they're there, one, because it's the best financial decision for them in 2024. But two, they really want to win a national title. Like, it means something to them. They've been through these wars. And that's why Dickinson went to Kansas to go play for Big Self, but for Bill Self, and you can win a national championship, and you can have a nice payday at the same. So, I'm. I would ask Oglesby, like, what is your definition of overrated? Like, do you do you think they're not the best conference? Because I, I don't know how you make that argument, or is he trying to say it's just not as elite as everybody makes it out to be? That would be my question. Well, my follow up, and, and maybe and maybe that's what it is because it, you just said you're not even sure it's the best the Big Twelve's ever been, and I think uh, some of us have been having conversations like, is this the best conference we've seen in college basketball in over a decade? So maybe there's some hyperbole. Maybe it's not as as elite and generational as some would believe, but it is bottom line easily the best conference in the country this season. Who would you put number two, the SEC or the Big East? I, I just, I see these SEC teams losing all the time, you know, at home. The, big, the numbers I, don't state it. The numbers say the SEC, but I still think the Big East would be. Big East has the defending champion and the number one team in the country in UConn. And then you have a Marquette team that's rising, Creighton team that's that's really good, uh, I don't know top to bottom. I mean, you go to the bottom and the bottom falls out with, with a team like DePaul. But I, I, the Big East is is up there for sure. I, it's either I think it's either second or third. Two guys named Chris presented as always by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery and the Channel Seed Studios. All right, here's the situation. I I'm gonna have a DRF sportsbook parlay for us. I don't have it yet because they don't have their Saturday college basketball lines all put together. But stay tuned to all of our social media feeds, and I will be putting one together. I get people all the time that ask, how can we help Iowa everywhere? They appreciate the content that we put out for free for everybody. It's support our advertisers. That's the only way we make money. And if by you guys supporting our advertisers, they re-sign up with us, and then we can give you the content. Download the DRF Sportsbook app today. You can use the promo code Iowa 300 when you sign up and receive a 100% deposit match up to $300 on your first deposit, plus an exclusive $50 bet credit to start betting with Iowa's local sportsbook. This is the only state that these guys are active in. I did see, I got a, um, 
notification from DRF yesterday that they already have Cyhawk props up for the Super Bowl. So mm, go nice. and yeah, check that out. Next week we'll do a lot on that. Hassel's going to be in uh, Vegas for the Super Bowl. I think I'm going to do a Super Bowl deal with Sage Rosenfels as well. He has great insight because Kyle Shanahan's like a good friend of his. And obviously Sage watched Brock Purdy forever at Iowa State. So we'll have really good insight on that aspect. You you Super totally Bowl. whiffed on your first prop, didn't you? Or your yeah. first parlay? Yeah. Did I'm any open. of that hit? No. Well, the I, Purdy went the over. Purdy over, yeah. Yeah. I. Not great, Bob. Not great. <laughs> I'm going to lock into the local college basketball scene, though. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, here. lock in, baby. Yeah. I love this time of year. This is a great time of year for college basketball because every game like actually starts to matter, and uh, we start talking seeding. Right now, Chris, if if the if the tourney get, would get seeded right now, Iowa State would be playing in Omaha, mm. which would be a huge benefit for, for the Cyclones because you're looking – Creighton can't play there. And so if you're a top four seed, Iowa state would go to Omaha. Yeah. Top. And like the other one you're kind of competing with is Kansas and you're seated ahead of them right now. So it would be a huge benefit for Iowa. That's kind of what I'm looking at right now. And the other thing we have to look at with Iowa state is that if you, if you're really into the conference tournament, some people are not, but they have a double buy now in the big 12 tournament because everything got, it's not a round Robin league anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. And everything's all jacked up. I hated the Big Ten, what they're doing in the future by three teams are going to get left out. I understand their issue when you have these freaking leagues that are so big. It's too but, damn big. But, man, like, we used to see this, like, remember when Syracuse won the Big East tournament? They they won in the, like, play Yeah, I know, like, but they, they didn't finish 18th in the conference. I, I don't know what you do. Honestly, I, I don't know if I like that or, or if I don't. The the thing is, though, the conference tournaments are being so devalued for the teams that are already in the tournament. Yeah. To, to your point, the, the conference tournaments really are only a huge deal for the teams that are trying to play their way in. Yeah, that's why Whether it's a fun. team that's on the bubble or a team that has to win the whole thing. So I I I, I kind of understand from from that angle because the the committee just doesn't like the difference between Iowa State losing the first game or going to the championship game. It, it might not even move them a seed line, which is insane. I don't I don't get it. Well, it's hard because you're playing these quad one teams every night. Yeah. And, like, a tournament game in Kansas City isn't valued more by the computers. So you're just mixing it in with 20 other quad one True. games that you've already played. Yeah. Now you're playing them. more conference games than ever because the conferences are so big. Yeah. I actually think there's a very – there's some reality, like, with this league and as physical as they play that you may be better off with an earlier exit, like one and done. Mm-hmm. or Because just the wear and tear of playing three in a row or four in a row in that league on – three straight especially with Iowa State with Lipsy's injury you guys can kill me if you want I'm not saying I hope that they lose but I think there's an actual conversation to be had about it as long as you don't lose to like Oklahoma State in the first round something like that could that could hurt you but anyways Iowa's offensive coordinator 
situation. Let's it's official. Are you excited now, or have you bought in the RPO coming to Iowa City? Are you uh, about 20 years after everybody else? Are you fired up for this, Tim Lester? <laughs> um, fired up wouldn't be the right way to put it. Um, I mean, I was I, being sarcastic, but you know that. I know. I don't. I don't. I thought you had a good measure take it. the other day. Yeah, no, you had a, you had the right take the other day. That's my kitchen refresh for Iowa. Yeah. KitchenRefreshIowa.com. Hey, you know that if you change your cabinets out completely, it's millions of dollars. I'm kidding. It's not millions of dollars, but it is tens of thousands of dollars. I just got mine done, and it looks freaking brand new. Looks like I have a brand new kitchen. was not tens of thousands of dollars. Use your tax free fund on this. You make your wife happy as well. KitchenRefreshIowa.com by our friends at No Pros and tell them that Iowa Everywhere sent you. My my kitchen refreshes. You had the right measured take on this Tim Lester guy. His his numbers, you know, like if you just look at him on paper, it's not a great hire. But like, I, I'm I'm right there with you. Like, what what hire could they have made that wasn't Paul Chris that would get fans like, yes, let's go, like the to get them to react like the Caden Proctor commitment. Wasn't going, wasn't going to make that hire. What are you going to do as a fan? There's part of me. It's like, okay, so you're either going to quit spending your money, quit going to games, or what are you going to do? Like, wait and see what happens. There, there was nothing that could come from this that was going to get people fired up. You had a measured take. You're not, you're not too amped up. Like some of the stuff that I'm seeing now, it's nauseating. It's like, God, guys, you've never once liked a Kirk Ferentz offensive coordinator. Think about it objectively. This is why, <laughs> right? You've never liked one of them. I listen to Sound Off every week. They've, you're always pissed off. You're probably going to be pissed off at this guy too, <laughs> right? But you just hope uh-huh. for the best and hope that the right changes are coming. I, I thought you had a good take on Monday. What do we think um, the offense is going to look like? Because he does have a, an RPO background, and uh, a lot of fans are thinking – if if you hired this guy and he's an RPO guy, you're going to be running a lot of RPOs. I've you've got Cade McNamara as the quarterback, who's not very mobile. Uh, wasn't very mobile. Yeah, nothing screams for another like Cade McNamara. Now I I have asked around. I talked to Mike Golick Jr. for instance, who was a really good offensive lineman for a Notre Dame team that went to the national championship game. And he says, you don't necessarily have to have a mobile quarterback to run an RPO system. It's it, it, because you, you, you need a guy that can make the, the quick, fast reads. That's the most. If the quarterback can make quick reads, then you're already ahead of the game. And that's where the RPOs can, can work. My question is, how much of it do you think we're actually going to see? Like, is Kirk Ferentz just going to turn it over to this guy and he's going to be able to do everything he wants schematically? Or is Kirk Ferentz still going to lord over this thing and say, well, we still want to be us. Like, you can do a little bit. You can put a little twist on things. But we're still going to be what we've been here in my successful 25-year career. Yeah, I think it's a good take. What do you think, though? 
What do you think we're going to see? Uh, I think that you'll see tweaks, but I don't think you're going to watch Iowa football. Tweaks. Like, that's, Holy. That, that, yeah. that, I, told, I, I agree with that. Tweaks. <laughs> little tweak. And, and, I don't, but maybe, I don't, maybe it'll be great. Maybe, yeah. the, maybe, maybe the little well, tweak uh, is all they need. The thing you know is, what it does, like, though? If you run an RPO, though, Williams, you instantly become more variable than Iowa's offense has been the last few years. They they just have been – this was my whole thing on the Caden Proctor deal that I felt got taken out of context by many fans. Will Caden Proctor still be a really high draft pick? Absolutely. Will Caden Proctor have an opportunity to grow at Iowa? Absolutely. But his job gets harder because of the predictability of the offense, right? Like it's it's harder to be a lineman. It's harder to be a running back. It's harder to be a quarterback. It's harder to do anything when the defense knows what's coming 80% of the time. That's what they've got to do with this guy is to be less predictable and not have somebody tells. Talk to college yeah. football players across the country. Look at Scott Docterman's piece. It, it's so predictable what they're going to do. And it's not just us here being talking heads. The opponent knows what's coming 80% of the time. It yes. makes your job as an offensive. This is why I don't think their line's that bad. I don't think they're that bad. I think that that line, if you go and put them with 90% of other offense, is very serviceable. They've got to get away from that. And if these tweaks or whatever can do that, then you're going to see a big improvement. And as long as the defense and special teams don't have a drop-off, Iowa should be pretty good. Now, Well, like we talked about, like this guy doesn't have to come in and, and light the world on fire. You make a few tweaks, as you said. You go from 80% predictability to 50% predictability. Maybe you go from offense 130 to offense 99, which is all I've been asking for these last few years. Yeah. So, and, and, and as we talked about on, on the show Monday, before this became official, but we knew the hire was going to be made because it had been reported by several outlets. Maybe this guy is a quarterback coach and a, and a record-setting quarterback in the MAC back in the day. Maybe he can actually develop quarterbacks, which Iowa has not done for a long, long time, and even go all the way back throughout Kirk Ferentz's 25 years. You, you rarely find a quarterback who is better at the end than he was at the beginning. Maybe this guy fix that and make a difference in that way. I've sucked you right back in. Can I do my kitchen refresh? I'd love it. Okay. And again, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars to replace my cabinets, so I haven't gotten it done yet. Actually, kitchen down in Florida, hasn't come down. inflation, East Coast, elitism, it's probably a million bucks. How's my internet, by the way? Bad. Really bad. Are you serious? Yeah, it's terrible. So your why didn't you... Well, your audio's fine, but your video keeps buffering, but it, I can hear God you. damn it's it. Fine. Well, why don't you tell me? I could have switched to my hotspot. I just... I'm going to have to start using the hotspot every show. Okay. What is wrong down there? Do you live in like a retirement community where people don't use I, internet? Like, what the, the hell is... You know how they have Mediacom Court in Iowa City? This is... I live on Mediacom Court, CT. It's a cul-de-sac owned by Mediacom, and we have Mediacom Internet. How we don't have an internet company that's not Mediacom sponsoring us is beyond me. <laughs> like, it's insane. We I pitched it to them, and they were like, eh, we don't do influencer stuff. And it's just like... Influencer what are you stuff? doing? Okay. They, I could have sold, for the company that I use, I could have, we could have sold 200 
new subscriptions because people around here are so tired of Mediacom and they just don't know about the competition. Well, I looked into Starlink because a lot of our uh, listeners told me about that. So the the thing is you have to buy like the dish. It's like $3,000 to buy the dish. It's not $3,000. Yes, it is. No, it's not. What? I looked into it. It's $700. No, no. It's like $3,000 and then it's another... You know, you're probably paying another $150, $200 a month on top of You need of that. tax write-offs. You're a business owner now. That's true. Chris Hassel, LLC. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Can I get into my kitchen refresh finally? Uh, Go for it, brother. Okay, this is a uh, kind of a different take, I think. But the kitchen refresh is supposed to be you give a take on Iowa, I give a take on Iowa State. So mine was tweaks. Did you did you hear Jamie Pollard on Murph and Andy this week? I I just saw quotes. I haven't got to listen to it yet. It's been a week from hell. Uh, You you have way too many weeks from hell. It's been a bad week. Man, we got wet coughs again. Oh Jesus! So I think Jamie Pollard is an incredible AD and the perfect AD for Iowa State. I've been jealous of him, of of Iowa State fans, having Gary Barta all these years. But (laughs) this whole thing where he, he goes on these tangents and like attacks his own fans is it blows my mind. It's beyond me. What did what did he do? So I mean, this is just the latest in a in a long line of of times that he's done something well, like this. Because the the beer thing has been a topic of he gets he gets amped up <laughs> I, about that. I've yes, seen. and I, I that that also I can't. We've talked about that on this show. You need to you need beer sales. I I do not buy that the majority of Cyclone fans that go to these games don't want beer sales. I don't buy that. Anyway, so they they had this little ceremony for an an official, a Big 12 official before the Hollywood Higgins. Hollywood Higgins. And they announced that, and Iowa State fans online basically said, why are we doing this honoring an official when we haven't even honored some of our greats, retired some of our great numbers, uh, brought some of these guys back for uh, a, a you know a Hall of Fame type ceremony, and he took that as like a slight to, to Higgins, and said, you know some people were saying, "Well, we're gonna boo him. We're gonna boo." That was, I'm sure, just a few people. Okay. They didn't. He got a standing No, they did And that's very- so, so he went on Murphy and Andy and he said, you know, everybody online saying we're going to boo him. Well, nobody booed him. And that's that's another that that is a that's proof that these people online are not going to the games. In effect is what he said. 
They are not representative. They are they are they do not represent the classy Cyclone fan that is in attendance every game at Hilton and at Jack Trice Stadium. And he's totally poo-pooing the opinions of these people online. Like people that I I know for a fact a lot of these people who had those opinions and have had these opinions about other things do go to the games, do spend a lot of money. And he it's he talks down to them. And I I just don't understand why he does that. Maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he doesn't give a damn. Maybe he doesn't think he needs those fans. But they're fans. They these are like hardcore fans. Some it's of your biggest makes, fans. It's what makes Iowa State great. You don't have all the rich people, but you've just, got rabid. I again, I think he's an incredible athletic director. And some of the things that that he does that they make that that that's what makes him so good. Like I, I do like the fact that he's willing to go out there and go on these radio shows and say what he really thinks. But this propensity to just go go nuts and just go blocking all these people, block these people that are huge fans and spend money and go to these games. That's gonna have an effect someday. Like you might be getting enough right now from all the other people, but why can't let it be? I don't know. I I guess I go here. He's been the athletic director at Iowa State for almost twenty years. Yes. Does that but does that give him the right to just totally talk down about not, these no, these not, people on that are because he, he clearly that. believes that these people that are online, whether it's on Twitter or on a message board on your Cyclone Fanatic, that they are a different class level of Cyclone fan. <laughs> Should there be a different class level of Cyclone fan? Well, I think in some capacity there always is, right? Because there's people who are in the suites and on the court side, and then there's people who aren't. And like, should there be? No. We, it's, the, it's the Seinfeld. We should live in a world without a class system, right? That's the where Jerry gets to sit in first class and he meets the Victoria's Secret model while Lane's in the back and coach and that fat guy next to her keeps like coughing and snoring. You know that episode? Yes. I I, I just wonder, and, and I, the only reason I say this is I can somewhat relate to it myself. Relate you, to what? When you've done it for so long and when you pull up your feed and 70% of your feed is like the loud 5% and they all just are telling you how much you suck all the time. Again, I've experienced this. I wonder if, uh, but are these like, fans? I, I don't, I don't see that. Like I don't see Iowa well, I don't state know. fans. I have no idea saying what's in his Jamie no, Pollard sucks and is I'm not a good athletic director. All my, they're doing is arguing for things that they think could improve the game experience I'm, or honor past legends. I, I don't I'm, think anybody's out there saying Pollard sucks. No, I'm trying to. Unless you're an Iowa fan. I'm trying to psychologically get into his head because I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe some Iowa State fans correct me. I don't think he was like this 10 years ago. I mean, he's always been brash, and that's why he's beloved. You know, he put up the billboard in Iowa City. He's and I like always, that about him, too. But it used to be been that he way. was like that toward Iowa fans like he'd stick it in Iowa fans face like I, I just I don't understand why you would do it to your own fans and there are some that do go overboard and I'm sure he's got 
emails and letters from people who are totally unhinged. But I think at the same time, while he's going after these maybe completely unhinged people that aren't spending money, he's also lumping in these fanatics that do. There's probably and that a are extremely passionate. And that you do have to have those people at Iowa State because again, there's just not enough money. It's not. Um, this is this isn't even Iowa, right? Like, there's just not enough rich people at Iowa State. This is mm-hmm. a thing where it's got to be. I always say this with like, we will with what Bloom's trying to do. It has to be a grassroots thing because it's not, you don't have 15 people funding 90% of it. Like most of these collectives are, you've got five rich people and they're not as rich as the rich people and in, in your competitive school. So it's gotta be from the ground up. And it's always been like that at Iowa state. So I think Jamie knows that I just, because he's talked about it before. I just wonder, like, if it's worn on him. I, I don't know. I'm trying to play psycho- psychology here. Yeah. Because I, I can see it. Like, I have way less patience online than I used to. And I'm getting probably yeah. 10% of what he's getting. Just trying to be fair here. But, I, I, and I understand that. But I, I, I think a lot of the people that you might have problems with online that you've had to block are <laughs> are also Iowa fans. And I'm not talking about there's Iowa fans. only like what's weird is like there's only like five Iowa fans who are truly dicks to me. Most of them are pretty cool with me now. I feel like I've earned my keep with Iowa. They know I'm not do- now. The one thing if they go and hire this Bud Meyer guy as wide receivers coach, uh, what it, what is this guy still hanging around for? I what, that's my other kitchen refresh. What what is this guy still hanging around? What has he done? What is this Budemeyer done? Budmeyer? Budmeyer? Well, Budemeyer? you know what he did? He brought Deacon he brought Hill to Deacon Iowa Hill. City. This Who would guy, Iowa have had if they didn't have Deacon Hill last this year? volunteer. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's a good guy. What the hell does this guy belong on the wide receiver? Like, <laughs> you need a good wide receivers coach. It hasn't exactly been a beacon of production in well, Iowa City well, for a while. Well, let me play devil's advocate here. He must, he must have a good history of developing wide receivers he must have been a wide receiver right i don't know i you just put it in the it, rundown that he's going to be the it's, no the, it's it's rhetorical he he, yeah. he does not have any history i don't believe <laughs> okay. in, uh, i have no idea <laughs> it's just funny to me he just keeps hanging around every year there's a new oh bud meyer's getting promoted oh did you know he he brought in this this guy from wisconsin he was a quarterback at wisconsin oh he Turned out to be Deacon Hill. It's just, oh, I remember when he came there. It's like, oh, they, well, you know, Brian's not a great quarterbacks coach, but they're bringing in this this volunteer assistant from Wisconsin. He's got a pipeline. This Budmeyer just keeps hanging around. Have you noticed the people in the comments today are fired up? Yeah, they're I'm, really mean. Steve like today, Kemp has been on one all day, yeah, but not, now Frankie. Like my second dad. Why is he being so he's mean? He's fired today? up. Now Frankie says like, Don Hassel sucks. My dad hasn't even commented today, has he? He hasn't been I mean, on here. Why are you guys being so rude on a third? See, this is what I'm defending Pollard for. Like, I mean, if we just paid attention to all this for 20 <laughs> years, it would get really annoying. Okay, my, I guess my dad did comment earlier. He just said Big Ten Why are sucks. you guys such dicks today? Gee, Steve you know Kemp Steve? said the first 30 minutes of the show sucked. You know what, Steve? Why, Steve? Because we talked about Iowa? Yeah. Steve, we got to talk about both. 
It can't all be Iowa State. Jesus. <laughs> uh, what else do we want to hit on today? Well, we got our cheers to the weekend, don't we? Oh, the cheers. You got a nice little package in the mail, huh? Yeah, brother. Tell big me. package. Got a big package Huge going. Huge package. Look at Steeple that. Ridge sent four bottles of whiskey. Pat Hoffman, thank you so much. Pat's the greatest guy ever. I, love I can't. Well, I've got one right here. I, I brought one back with me. Uh, Which one is the, that? It's purple. Th- this is the purple one. This is the. Uh, it's the bourbon finished in cherry casks that I can't wait to try. And That'll that's my cheers to the weekend. I'm going to be trying some of this stuff this weekend before I head out to Vegas for the Super Bowl. Looking forward. I'm going to open that up tonight. It's really good bourbon, man. I I'm, I really, really love it. I I think, and he's just one of the neatest people, too. He's just a guy who was a farmer, and he had this dream to make really good, high-quality spirits. And it, some some say we got to go out there and tour his entire farm and distillery and out and see it because his setup's just awesome. My cheers to the freaking weekend is the fact that I don't have a game to cover and I'm just going to stay home all weekend. And I can't Oh, that's wait. your favorite thing in the world. I love it, it. I can't wait. Honestly, it's one of my favorites too. Like yes. it's, it's great covering games. Yes, it is. It's my passion. I love but, doing it, but, but it's gonna... rare to have a weekend where you don't have that. And so you can just sit back, relax, be like everybody else and enjoy all the other games going on. I'm going to just sit back and watch the greatest conference in the history of college basketball, the Big 12. Oh, my buddy uh, Rotisserie Chicken is going to be on the call for Iowa State Baylor. Rotisserie Chicken? Yeah, Mike O'Donnell, who I called the the Northern Iowa game with. He is going to be on the call for the Iowa State Baylor game. Uh, yes, I his, his nickname is Rotisserie Chicken because he just eats rotisserie chickens. Oh, yeah, you've meal. talked about rotisserie chicken before. Yeah. He, the first thing he does when he travels, you know, he, he goes to a new town. Like, first thing he did, he landed in Des Moines went for the Northern Iowa game. Drove to Cedar Falls, went to the nearest grocery store to the hotel, bought all of their chickens, took them back to the hotel, and just devoured them. He, that's all he will eat is chicken, and he'll drink water. I went out to eat with him. He was down here in, at the, in the studios for CBS Sports HQ last weekend. He's like, hey, let's let's go out for some dinner and drinks. How about that? I said, okay, great. Where do you want to go? Let's go. Let's go to Louis Bossi's, which is an Italian joint, really nice Italian place. And so we go out. My wife comes with. We meet him out there. Sit down at the bar. Oh, what are we having to drink, Mike? Uh, you know, I'm just gonna have a water. And uh, okay, what 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 do you want to eat? You got all this great Italian food here. Uh, bone-in ribeye is the uh, is the special. Great, great, everything is awesome on the menu. Do, he goes, do they have any rotisserie chicken? <laughs> he finds the one chicken dish on the whole menu, and it's it's a half chicken. I said, I don't think half's going to be enough for you, man. You're used to the full bird. He said, oh, it'll be great. Gets the half chicken. Not only is he just the most bland person in the world. Goody two shoes. He can't handle any spice. Like the guy can't, if there's any pepper 
on anything. That's too spicy for him. So he orders the half chicken, too spicy. Can't eat it. This is the guy that's calling the Iowa State-Baylor game this weekend. So you want us to give him all sorts of shit. Get that. Well, get he that did. Delinquent Iowa State Twitter fan base. Get them all fired. No, up no, because he, he loves Iowa. He, he, he's, he's, he's too nice of a guy. He wouldn't be able to handle it. He says he's going to give a shout-out to Iowa everywhere. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. We'll, so be, we'll, uh, see. we'll see if he can sneak that in. We'll be uh, keeping track of that. Get one of these guys. You'll never do it, Hassel. I, look, I've... I, I just conflict of interest. I, I don't sh- like to shoehorn things in. It just has to come naturally. It's like gotta calling be natural. me out for bad stats. Yeah, but yeah. When you get when you handed me a horrible stat, a, a, yeah. a, a false stat on the Learfield broadcast, I mm-hmm. had to say, "Look, I, we've got this new stat guy this week, and he sucks." Matt Van Suckle. <laughs> Matt, what are you doing this weekend? You you're, you start prepping for the Super Bowl? You got yeah. any? God, I just gotta take a week off and prep get ready uh no it's gonna be nice here this weekend i'm gonna take my daughter out she's got a new bike oh take her out for a little bike ride a little early february bike ride jesus that's weekend uh real quick eli's asking us if iowa state will play wednesday or thursday in kansas city what did he did he give us 15 dollars yeah so this is a new thing on youtube so this is eli's a new super fan on twitter or on youtube Sweet. So yeah, so he just you gave can us actually, fifteen if you, bucks. If you want to show up first in our chat and get this nice little gold ribbon, you can give us money on YouTube. Wait a second. Sweet. So you're saying you just did a call out? Hey, if you want to show up and be first, if you do that, if you come early, then you can give us money. I, didn't I don't know. It, it just showed up. Dollar amount, but I didn't cool. ask for it. He just gave Thanks, it to Eli. us. Eli's a great guy, too. I've met Eli before. I sat with Eli, just bumped into him randomly at, at um, Size Roost in Ames, and we had a great night together one time. Yeah, we got to give away these tickets, by the way. Uh, I when, think, when are we we, we got to figure out, we got to do something with the money, and we can't keep it. We'll think of something. I think you can Eli, use it for that your I was Starlink internet. <laughs> yeah, get Hassel. We're donating the Starlink to internet. I need a lot more money than that. It's four thousand dollars. It's not four thousand dollars. You're doing like me in the kitchen, Thale. It's like five six hundred bucks to get yeah. the satellite dish. Uh, I think Iowa State will play on Thursday if it would start right now, but you don't know. It's it's too early. It's that damn double buy in the Big Twelve tournament. Nobody knows. It's it's really hard. So you know, but, Iowa State could lose two in a row here. Because they got to go to Baylor, and then they they're staying down in Texas, and they got to go to Austin on Tuesday night. So this could be a little road losing streak for the Cyclones. I I think they have a shot to beat Baylor. I don't think they'll beat Texas on two days rest down in Texas, but I they Otzelberger owns Scott Drew. Like they they always play them really really well. It doesn't matter where it is. So we'll see. So, yeah, let's get after it. Let's um we'll see each other. So, real quick for everybody, we are I think going to record Monday's show on Sunday because Chris is doing all sorts of Super Bowl stuff for CBS Sports HQ. Now, with that, I might do a little extra programming because that's just um <laughs> we just got another $5 uh Lemoski's given he wants he wants rotisserie chicken with the five dollars that he just sent us. Thanks, twenty bucks. We just made twenty bucks. All yeah, right. 
We yeah, we will keep you guys updated on when the shows are coming up next week. It will be different though, and we just want because we're going to be on totally different time zones. Chris has his own schedule. We'll have all the same content. It's just going to be at a different time. So stay tuned to all of our um, social media feeds. And and last but certainly not least, we need to do our giveaways here with our friends from the Iowa Event Center. I'm going to let Matt Van Winkle Let's take it. it away. Yeah, you can right. still get in on the Zach Bryan contest, iowaeverywhere.com. Get those entries in. We're going to do our second winner, though, guys. we got our second pick. I'm going to do a little drum roll. I really hope it's not Steve Kemp. Yeah. No Steve Kemp. Yeah. Jay Cleveland is Jay our winner. Jay Cleveland. Congrats, right. Jay. Congrats, Jay. That's a big-time ticket you just got right there. Awesome. And then we're doing the Zach Brown next. Or what's or his name? Kane Brown. Jesus Kane Brown. Williams. So okay, so I got Zach a Zach Brown's set. real country. I forgot. I have a little setup for this, so I'm going to throw us back to uh, March 2nd of last year. A little mm-hmm. callback to our show. This is this is a little tie into our winner here. So I'm going to play a clip for you guys real quick. We did have a listener reach out. Michaela re- reached out to me. Yeah, and she wanted to have us uh, wish her work partner Jake Glendening a happy birthday. He is a, oh. apparently a religious listener to our show, watcher. Of the, I think he's probably watching right now. Now, what is a work partner? Well, I don't know. She referred to her him as her partner in here. And I I mean, maybe they're together. Okay, I'll just stop it there because it goes a little wait, long. Wait. But anyway, you want me to keep playing it? And No, it's okay. Uh, okay. Well, work anyway, partner. Yeah, she wrote in and wished Jake a happy birthday, her work partner. And we didn't really know what that meant. Uh-huh. Um, well, Jake wrote in to us and said, I wanted to reach out and discuss the recent tweet regarding telling us why we are thankful for our partner for a chance to win Kane Brown tickets. My partner story is actually tied to two guys named Chris. On the March 2nd, 2023 episode, Chris and Chris discussed my work partner, Michaela, wishing me a happy birthday. They couldn't seem to come to that conclusion of what a partner actually meant. Ironically, the day before the show aired, my partner and I had just gotten engaged in Colorado on a ski trip. Look at this. Oh, my he God. Pictures. Our wedding is Wait. coming up in May this year. Well, but that's not a work partner. That's a life partner. Well, maybe she this was is trying great. to be. <laughs> Incredible. Look at these Wow, what guys. a picture. Yeah. That's a lovely couple. Holy uh, just smokes. Look at how happy they are. Those poor kids have no idea what marriage is going to do. <laughs> so congrats to Jake, Glenn Denning, and McKay. Right. You're going to Kane Brown. That's awesome. That's very cool, man. Hey, did, did you yeah. say Kane Brown's wife is going to be there too? I don't. She's on that one song with them, right? Or no? Oh, she's got uh, Gabby Barrett. She's got a lot of songs. Mm. She's great. That would be cool. You see, this but is the concert I'd love to be at. You can still get your entries in up. for this one too. We'll fly you up. I'll I'll pay for your flight hassle. Get Just on get email your ass up to Kane Brown. Win at iowaeverywhere.com. Win at Cody Iowa Johnson is the one I want to get to. He's coming on May 7th. Now what is he saying? He's just said you wouldn't know him. It's it's really diehard country stuff. <laughs> Every time I ask you like what is this guy what is this person saying? You you can't tell me anything. Well, just Cody Johnson. This is the and then my I'm guy Justin for. Moore is opening for him. I'm really fired up for this. Okay, what does Justin Moore sing? Uh, he sings the songs about, like, if heaven wasn't so far away is probably his 
top song. Um, small Town USA. I live in Small Town USA. Don't you dare come in here and tell us what to do. We're going to punch you in the face. Actually, his- dog will bite your nuts off. <laughs> It'd probably be more like, I'm going to shoot you, Justin, but I'm not kidding. Uh, I was at a Justin Moore concert one time. If you can get and he, this was at the state fair probably 10 years ago and all the lights are off and he's getting ready to sing a song called guns. That's what it's all about. And Justin Moore is standing up there on stage and, and again this is a state fair like Friday night. It you know the you know the vibe. And Justin Moore goes I believe in the in the right to freedom in the United States, but it's also my show. And if you don't vote Republican or believe in the Second Amendment, then fuck you. Oh my god. It was the am I, like in the crowds just like Yeah <laughs> And then I look over, Bloom was with us, and Bloom's just like, oh, jeez. Bloom's never seen a gun in his life. <laughs> I went to a it Rascal, the, the first concert I ever went to was because my wife wanted to go see Rascal Flats at the Unidome in oh, Cedar Falls. God. This was that like sounds terrible. 2003 or something. And I'd rather have my nuts <laughs> shot off by Justin Moore. <laughs> I think Cyclone Larry has had his nuts blown off a few times. Uh so we go up there, and this guy opens for Rascal Flats, and I, I don't know if he's around anymore, but he was like this, he was this guy that would change all the words to the country songs into something different. Um, I, I can't remember his name, but he was a big deal like 20 years ago. Like Uncle Cracker? No, it was not Uncle Cracker. This guy would like, he would play country music songs, like well-known songs, but he would have the lyrics changed. He was kind of like the Weird Al Yankovic of country. Oh, okay. But this guy came out and it was right around the time the Dixie Chicks said something bad about Cletus T. Judd. Adam Adam (laughs) comes in. Cletus T. Judd is his name. It was right around the time the Dixie Chicks, like, criticize George Bush. And so all the country fans are in arms. Like they're getting boycotts and he comes out. He's like, "Hey everybody. I hope we don't have any Dixie Chicks fans in here. They suck." And then it was like, "Yeah." Everybody's screaming. Country music, man. Oh, it's something. It's something. All righty, uh, that'll be fun. Hassel, enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll be in touch. Yeah, I think we're going to do the show. I think I'm going to be in Atlanta switching flights. That's when I'm going to do the show. I've got like a two-hour layover. I think we'll do that on Sunday. God, Steve Kemp is still bitching in the comments. Steve, go have a beer. Just calm down. We love you guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks to our presenting sponsor, Fairway Meat and Grocery. Signing off from the Channel Seed Studios, I'm Chris Williams for Chris Hassel and Matt Van Winkle. Iowa everywhere.